0: From NPR and WBEC Chicago, this is, wait, wait, don't tell me, the NPR news quiz. Roll up that sleeve, you're about to get your Billster shots. <laughs> I'm Bill Curtis, and now at the Harris Theater in Chicago, Illinois, a man who not only paid full price for his ticket for today's show, but sprung for the Get to Hosted 2 package. <laughs> it's Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill.
1: Thank you, everybody. It is great to be here at the Harris Theatre for Music and Dance, now known as the Harris Theatre for Music and Dance, usually. <laughs> Later on, we're going to be talking to Sultan and Bashir Salahuddin, creators and stars of the TV show South Side, which differs from every other TV show set in Chicago, in that it is actually about Chicagoans rather than attractive Los Angeles actors wearing brand new Cubs hats. <laughs> so we want to hear all about the characters in your hometown, so give us a call. The number is one wait wait That's one 888 let us welcome our first listener contestant. Hi, you are on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
2: Hi, this is Megan Stone calling from Columbus, Ohio.
1: Columbus, and what do you do there in that august state capital?
2: <laughs> um, I am a stay-at-home mom to, like, the best seventh-month-old. The best,
1: all right, I'm glad you qualified that.
2: Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's downhill from here.
1: Is this, is this your first?
2: Yes. Oh, and
1: how are you finding motherhood so far?
2: Uh, it's so tiring, but it's great.
1: It's the best. It really is. It really is. And is there any chance that this baby of yours will be interrupting us during this call?
2: <laughs> you know, I'm hoping he's good. He's been sleeping through the night, so, you know, knock on wood.
1: I'm sorry. Did you say he's sleeping through the night at seven months?
2: Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's great.
1: All right. <laughs> you win. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Megan. Let me introduce you to our panel this week. First, it's the host of Legends of the Hidden Temple, Sunday Nights in the CW. It's Christella Alonzo.
3: Yay. Yay, Ohio.
1: <laughs> Next, the host of the Daily Podcast, TBTL, and also the public radio show Livewire, which will be live at Revolution Hall in
4: Portland on December 16th. It's Luke Burbank. Hey, Megan. They're booing for how much you brag about your baby.
1: <laughs> 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 and she's a writer with The Guardian US, and her new book, Tell Everyone on This Train, I Love Them, comes out in February. It's Maeve Higgins.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: Maeve, welcome to the show. You're going to play Who's Bill this time. Bill Curtis is going to read you three quotations from this week's news. If you can correctly identify or explain two of them, you will win our prize any voice from our show you might choose in your voicemail. Are you ready to go? Yep,
2: I'm ready. Let's
1: do it. Your first quote is from a sports fan who was commenting in the New York Times.
0: I was so looking forward to seeing some diplomats.
1: That was a reaction to the announcement about US diplomats boycotting <laughs> the upcoming
4: what? Oh, the Olympics. The Olympics, Yay! yes. <laughs>
1: The U.S. has announced a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Games in Beijing. The athletes can still attend, but the delegation of diplomats and government VIPs will be staying home. This is so sad for everybody who had trained their whole life to make the tariff negotiating team. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Joe Biden did this against his will. He was so looking forward to competing in skeleton Now, as I said, the U.S. athletes, all the teams, they get to go and compete. But can you imagine how devastated they are at this news? They thought that they were going to go to China and meet Tom Vilsack.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So that is our big way of showing the Chinese that we, we take their sort of human rights record very seriously. Yes, exactly. Is not sending some people that they would have had no idea are actually there. Right. Pretty much.
3: Sometimes I go to like stores like Walmart and buy everything, and I'm like, take that China. <laughs> That's really. I'm powerful. buying stuff because <laughs> it was made in your country, and I'm supporting it, but I'm not sending my uncle to I the Olympics. I feel like those, you know, soft-bodied
2: diplomats. I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> they should just go to Ireland for the Irish Winter Olympics, which is. Um, you know, walking to school through the mud, you know, like it's easier. It's like making a fire out of bits of yesterday's fire, you know, like that's what they could do. Right. I just learned in this Olympics that
3: diplomats go.
4: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, I, it's, I didn't even know. I had no idea. They're but, like, we're going to take it away. I'm like, oh, we had it? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it is complicated because if you if you don't send the athletes and the athletes are the one that suffer and they've been like working really hard You know, like yeah. we, we boycotted Russia, right? We In did we 80s? didn't send anybody to Russia. That was 1980. Yeah, that and was the- my year, too you <laughs>
3: <laughs> You'd be
4: festooned with gold if it weren't for that peanut farmer. Pears, figure skating. I was going to do both parts. (laughs) It would have been very, it would have been a really upset win because that was a summer Olympics that we boycotted. That's what, that's what made it such a special skill set. Yeah. And that I was four.
1: (laughs) Megan, all right. Megan, here is your next quote.
0: I have been repeatedly assured that there was no party and no rules were broken.
1: That was UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson reassuring the British public about something that there definitely was one of and that definitely broke the rules. What was it? I have no idea. Well, we're guessing Johnson insisted on standing under the mistletoe all night.
4: Oh, A party. A party, Yay! Yes! Yes. Boom!
1: So this is actually the biggest political scandal in the UK in decades. Last December, a year ago, when the rest of the country was on lockdown and forbidden from gathering together, the staff at 10 Downing Street were having not one but two raucous, secret, illegal Christmas parties. Suspicions of this party happening arose when someone leaked a photo of Boris Johnson with his hair combed. <laughs> oh, they denied it even as their hands were covered in the grease of a Christmas goose.
3: I feel like Boris always looks like he just got off a, like a three-day bender anyway. Yeah. yeah, Like, you, you show up and you're like, did the party end or did it just start? Like, underneath the helicopter? Yeah, he
4: looks like he was at a three-day party <laughs> under a helicopter. <laughs> Why are we having the party here? Plus, that
2: man always has COVID. Like, he permanently has COVID. <laughs> He's like, he is COVID. And this is crazy. This is actually a huge scandal. This is
1: the biggest scandal Boris Johnson has ever had. And we were talking about a man who literally is not certain how many children he has, <laughs> okay? Right. Yeah. Then they felt, this is great, they, they said, well, it was just this spontaneous thing. Uh, one of our staff members was leaving and of course we had to give him a toast. It really is nothing planned. It's been revealed that at this spontaneous party, They had secret Santa gifts. (laughs) (laughs) It's the most premeditated Christmas thing, right? And the worst thing was that Boris Johnson, for his secret Santa gift, got a smoking gun.
4: You know? (laughs) (laughs) All
1: right, Megan, here is your last quote. It is from a terrifying report this week in the New York Times.
0: Zabar's is running low. Pick a bagel has only a few days' supply left.
1: That was the Times reporting on a crisis, the citywide shortage of what?
2: Um, groceries.
1: No, well, th- th- specifically bagels. a shortage of something that you get when you get your bagel from places like Zabar's or Pick-a-Bagel. Cream cheese? Cream cheese, a cream <laughs> cheese shortage, that's right. <laughs> so The bad news is New York is facing a cream cheese shortage. The good news, bagels are healthy now. Have as many as you want. It's just fat, chewy toast. <laughs> oh no! I guess this means we'll all have to eat donuts. How sad! <laughs> are you freaked out by this?
2: The lack of cream cheese.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, you definitely. Are a New Yorker. But you
2: know what? I tried to do is put ric- you know ricotta. Yes, mm-hmm. I do. And that is basically like a a looser cream cheese.
4: <laughs> yeah. Ooh,
3: it's been around. Yeah, exactly. It <laughs> goes
4: to second base. Yes. Exactly. Ooh, it,
3: it doesn't it have kisses and tells. And believe me, it, it's doesn't available. Have the, <laughs> it doesn't have the
4: firm <laughs> moral
3: code
1: of a cream cheese. <laughs> Anyway, this this crisis over cream cheese really speaks something deep in our in our species, the evolutionary need to speckle our food. <laughs> it goes back into the our ancient history as hunter-gatherers.
2: <laughs> but you know that you know what is um, a crime what? in New York if you ask them to take out the bread in the bagel like in mm-hmm. the middle of the bagel, they get so angry at you. Do you? No, I saw a girl doing it in front of me once before. She was like, "Can you scoop it?" And the man was like, what do you mean? And she was like, scoop it. Scoop the bagel. Take out the, the inside. And so you have like a, just a shining shell of bread. Yes. And, uh, and he said, I don't do that. <laughs> and uh, she said, well, can you? And he said, I can't do that.
1: Uh, this is fascinating that someone would ask to do that, and yeah. also that Linda Blair from The Exorcist is <laughs> <done>. <laughs>
0: I'm glad she found a, a line of work
4: for herself in a tough few years.
0: Bill, how did Megan do in our quiz? Peter, she and her baby got them all right.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for playing and have fun with that baby.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Bye.
1: Bye-bye. Right now, panel, it is time for you to answer some questions about this week's news. Luke, late one night this week, the staff of Finland's prime minister learned that she had had contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID, but they couldn't reach the prime minister to tell her to quarantine.
4: Why not? Because she was in the club. That's right. She was down in the club. Yeah, she was at the afters. Yeah, she was. She was out until four in the morning partying. She was. This is all true. She was clubbing till four
1: a.m. and she left her work phone at home, so she missed the messages. Were you right?
3: with her? You knew
4: everything. Yes, I was. <laughs> I mean, she is the youngest... Was she the youngest world leader she is, elected in fact, she is at 30, her time? She is 36 years old. She is the youngest world leader currently in office. Like, for instance, this is not going to happen with Joe Biden. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, Presumably. come on. Joe
1: Biden. Joe Biden would, would never have done that. He would not have gone out clubbing when he was 36 years old. Music hadn't been invented yet. <laughs>
2: <laughs> wasn't, wasn't, wouldn't there be like a gramophone... Like I'm just try- I'm just I'm sorry I'm
1: imagining
4: a DJ up
2: thinking. on the stage. He's yeah. got the
4: headphone, you yeah. know, one cup on. He's holding yeah. it yeah. and the other one. He's yeah. cranking the Victrola. Everyone's waiting for the beat to drop on the flat foot flugie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Coming up, what's 2 plus 2 for the shocking answer? Stay tuned in our Bluff the Listener game. Call 1-888-WAIT-WAIT-TO-PLAY. We'll be back in a minute with more of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR.
0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Maeve Higgins, Luke Burbank, and Christella Alonzo. And here again is your host at the Harris Theater in Chicago, but somehow still stuck on mute. <laughs> Peter, you're muted. You're muted, Peter. <laughs> it's Peter Sago. Thank you, Bill. Right now it's time for the Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me
1: Bluff, the listener game. Call one 888 wait to play game in the air. How you were on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
4: Hi, Peter. This is Spencer, and I'm calling from the of st louis missouri how
1: are things in st louis a wonderful place
4: oh yeah you know the other day it was 25 degrees and tomorrow it's going to be 70 you know the midwest trauma it's, it's, it's like uh,
1: living crazy. in many places in one place it's fabulous yeah what do you do there in st louis
4: yeah so i'm an academic advisor the business school at washington university uh, are you, are the business students
1: all rapacious monsters to be or are they nice
4: Oh, I want to keep my job, Peter. I don't... All right, very good.
1: <laughs> Spencer, welcome to the show. You're going to play our game in which you must try to tell truth from fiction. Bill, what is Spencer's topic? Add it up. Math is important for many reasons, and not just for blowing the cover of British spies. He said maths! get him. (laughs) (coughs) Our panelists are going to tell you a story from the news about the importance of knowing your arithmetic. Pick the one telling the truth and you'll win our prize, the wait waiter of your choice on your voicemail. Are you ready to play?
4: I am so ready. Let's Let's
1: do do it. First, let's hear from Maeve Higgins.
2: The market is abuzz with a new app called Kid Count, a math app for adults who need help keeping count of their kids and the numbers associated with them. Parents who can't do math struggle with many aspects of parenting. Try picking up your kids from school without quite knowing how many there are supposed to be. Kid Count helps keep track of how many kids you have and also tracks the passing of time. <laughs> Too many 15-year-old kids are being jammed into strollers and fed mashed sweet potatoes because their parents never quite grasped how many units of time they owned them for. LAUGHTER at the launch of Kid Count, an exhausted woman named Doreen Richardson told reporters, This app helped me to understand that I have five children. It was a shock for sure, but it explains a lot. Plus, they are all different, oh, what's that called? Yeah, different ages. So that's interesting. All right, I gotta lie down.
1: Kid Count, a new phone app to help parents keep track of their kids, how many they have, that is. Your next story of
4: pluses and minuses comes from Luke Burbank. America, land of the free, home of the not particularly great at math, which I know sounds a little harsh, but uh, there is evidence to back that up, specifically the story of A&W versus the McDonald's Quarter Pounder. Um, Here's what happened. Back in the 1980s, the Quarter Pounder was a huge success, so A&W decided they'd try to get in on the action, but by actually doing one better, they were going to introduce the A&W In a random taste test, participants even said they liked the A&W burger better, so it should have been a runaway hit, right? Same price, larger burger. Well, not exactly, because you see those same taste testers also reported they'd be less likely to buy the one-third pounder than the quarter pounder because they thought it was smaller. Flash forward to 2021 and a recent announcement that they are trying again to take on the quarter pounder with their new offering, the a and 9 3 burger. <laughs> that is right. Three-ninths of a pound, which is way bigger than a quarter of a pound. The burger is a limited time offer, but a says if they run out of the three-ninths burger, customers can special request a two-sixths of a pound burger. <laughs> Only in public radio. Is that a laugh line?
1: <laughs> All right, A&W,
4: having failed
1: with their one third pound burger because three is less than four, has gone for the three ninths burger, hoping that will work. Your last story of math in the news comes from Cristella Alonso.
3: One of the most popular TV game shows in Japan is Truth or Dare, in which contestants, just like at your slumber party, get to reveal an embarrassing truth or accept a dare to win a huge prize. Kubota Kenta thought he had it made. All he had to do to win $10 million was eat mochi, that small sweet rice snack, Mm. for 24 hours straight. First hour, one mochi. Second hour, two mochi. Third hour, four. Oh, you get it, right? Like so on, (laughs) doubling the number every hour. The first few hours were not a problem. He even had a couple extra in hour four because he said he was hungry and eight mochi wasn't enough. By hour 15, as he stared at the 16,384 mochi (laughs) piled on a table in front of him, he began to realize his error. I should have just told them about that time I farted, he was heard to whisper. (laughs) All right. Which of these is the real story
1: of trouble with math in the news? Was it from Maeve, the introduction of Kid Count? From Luke Burbank, the story of how a and third-pounder burger failed, but their three-ninths burger might do well? Or from Cristela Alonzo, the story of a contestant on a Japanese game show who just didn't realize how big things get when you double them every hour? Which of these is the real story of math in the news?
4: Ooh, I think I'm going to have to go with Luke's story because I want it to be true.
1: You're going to go with Luke's story <laughs> of how people just didn't want a one third pound burger when they could have a quarter pound burger and they're trying to fix that. That's your choice? All right. Well, we spoke to somebody who actually knows a little bit about this whole thing.
3: So we just rebranded with our three ninths pound burger because three ninths is clearly bigger than one quarter.
1: That was Liz Basner. She's the Senior Director of Marketing for A&W Restaurants talking about the three-ninths pound burger. Congratulations to you, Spencer. You got it right. You've earned a point for Luke. You have won our prize, the voice of your choice on your voicemail. Thank you so much for playing with us today. Thank
4: you so much. This is a dream come true. Oh, it was a
1: pleasure to have you. Take care, Spencer.
4: Thank you. Bye.
1: And now the game where people who do really cool stuff do something, eh, lukewarm.
4: <laughs> hey, can we
1: come up with another
4: temperature name?
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Bashir Salahuddin grew up with his family in the south side of Chicago. He made yeah. it as a TV comedy writer. He wrote yeah. for Jimmy Fallon and some others. And when it came time to create his own show, he chose the funniest place he knew, the south side of Chicago Bashir and his brother Sultan co-star in the show South Side on HBO Max. They join us now. Bashir and Sultan, welcome to Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me.
0: Thank you. It's
1: a pleasure to be here. Uh, so beautiful. Uh, awesome. let, let's start by talking about your background. You guys grew up on the South Side, right?
5: Yes, we grew up on the South Side of Chicago uh, in Gresham, uh, and uh, one person, Woo! thank you. Yeah. One guy up there's like, "That's right, dress him. <laughs> I came here to make sure you guys were going to rep. So Bashir, <laughs> yeah. you went you
1: went IDs for college, and you got into comedy writing. You wrote for Jimmy Fallon, right? I wrote for Jimmy Fallon <laughs> in New partner. York.
5: Uh, lived in New York. Me and uh, my my writing partner, Diallo Riddle. Yep. Uh, lived in New York. We wrote for Jimmy. We actually got there before the show even started, and everybody's like, "Oh, we have no idea." What's going to happen? And we looked up a couple years later, we had some Emmy nominations, we were writing for Uh President Obama. Oh yeah, I heard that, Uh that
1: famous appearance of President Obama on Slow Jam News. News. You guys wrote
5: that. Yeah, we did. And in fact, here's something, I wrote the first pass and I've never told anybody that, but I'm I'm in a bragging kind of mode right now. Do it. Let's do it.
2: Let's do it. That's
5: right. That's right. And, uh, and, you know, we, we got to meet uh, the president, and he couldn't have been more nice. And he really how, wanted to have how a How much time. did
2: he put in his own stuff? Like, did he improvise?
5: I mean, he, you know, he's a natural. There, there are detractors who would say, oh, Obama's a ham. Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> like so... Like you, like you just <laughs> said. <laughs>
1: Sultan, so he's coming out there. coming in hot, y'all. So, so, so I'm, I'm gonna catch up with Sultan. So yeah. Bashir is out there. He's doing comedy writing. What are
5: you doing at this time? I was doing stand-up comedy in the Midwest for a while. I was cracking jokes and making people laugh and busting heads. And, <laughs> but I, you know, I went to college, had a couple of kids, did, you know, did the normal domestic stuff, and then I decided to. Uh, Start writing at the urge of my brother and uh, yeah. pinned the show Southside and sent it to my brother. And he pinned it and we went past it. And next thing you know, we're here. So, wait a minute. So, you're the guy,
1: Sultan, who came up with the idea for the show?
5: Boom. Really?
1: <laughs>
5: Since we're bragging. Yeah. Now, there's a look for radio audiences. It's not the only Benefits. one, that's cool. There's a look in Bashir's face, right? This here. just reminds me of back when I was inventing the iPhone. <laughs> uh,
1: the sh- the show's about two guys, mm-hmm. one of whom you play, Sultan, mm-hmm. yeah. who worked for a rent to own company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Spending a lot of time, and they got like side hustles upon side hustles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bashir, you play a Chicago cop. I do. Who's yeah. not the best cop. There's a lot of things about the show that I want to talk to you guys about, but one of them is its tone And I was Mm -hmm. watching it because all this stuff happens Mm -hmm. and it just gets crazier and crazier and crazier as the show goes on until stuff is happening like What and I was like, this is like Seinfeld in
5: high praise All right and I Thank actually, because, you, you little, know, it's, it's a it little Seinfeld, Seinfeld sauce the, for
1: you. In the classic Seinfeld episodes, somebody would do something small and they'd get dumb about it and right. they would just increase yeah. in dumbness. until The old snowball
5: effect. Right. Yeah.
1: And, and, and I actually heard that you guys actually had that in mind when you created the show, that you wanted to be like a Seinfeld for the South Side. Is that right?
5: Um, you know, we definitely wanted something that moved the way Seinfeld moved in terms of being funny. I think sometimes when you deal with, with content, especially black content. Um, there's always this impetus and this need to put something deep into it, as if yeah. there's like... And I don't mean deep as in our show doesn't have meaning, but our show doesn't need you to have characters prove they're from the South Side because they cry, right? right. <laughs> because they're running from bullets. You know, We don't have very special episodes where I grab them and go, hey, brother, what's going on? <laughs> and also, I, as an actor, am not qualifying. to do that level of work.
4: He really cares. Yeah, exactly. So
5: we said, no, we want something, we want people all over the world and especially on yeah. the south side to come home and feel lifted up and to, you know, to let that ebullient spirit of the show really pervade every morsel and ounce of who they are as a person. And then tell other people about it so they watch. Much like we're doing right now. Right. I understand. Ebullient. Ebullient. And I think, and I think that's, that's what, the word. By the way, he debt me $5. I wouldn't use that word.
2: Are people finding it more now mm-hmm. in this, like, halfway through the second season? Yeah,
5: they're finding it more now because they can bench it. What I love is that our show is is so joke-dense that folks kind of have to watch it like two or three times to get everything. And then we always... Try to play jokes in the background. Like there's
2: common. there's this one scene where the sorry.
5: <laughs> See that's the effect
1: South Side has on I you. I mean,
2: no, I, but there. I, yeah. yeah. I love the, it. Let's go. come on. I love it. Can't the, even get, the the get it out. Police office and uh, and they're like saying here's what we need to do today. It's like gang day or whatever. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> gang week. Yeah. Gang
2: week. Yeah, and they're like, oh no, like we're scared of gangs, or whatever. And then um, <laughs> but on the whiteboard in the background, there's a list of like the other stuff that they're listing, and yeah, it's yeah. the one. One item on the list is firemen that we hate.
5: Chicago! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 She <laughs> gets yeah. an
1: A+. She gets an A+. Well, Bashir and Sultan, <laughs> it is a real joy to meet you in person. <laughs> right. Thanks for having us. This is Thank great. You. But We have invited you here today. Thanks for coming out, guys, We've great. invited you here to play Love a game it. we're calling...
0: Welcome to the real South Side.
1: So yeah. if you start, mm. say, at the corner of 75th and Ashland, yep. and you head south, and you keep heading south, uh-huh. you will eventually reach the southest of sides. That is Antarctica. So we're going <laughs> to ask you three questions about Antarctica. <laughs> <Okay>. Get <laughs> two right. You win a prize one of right. <laughs> Voice of their choice in their voicemail. <laughs> He's ready. Bill hoare Bashir, and Sultan playing Plankford.
0: Man, let's do this. Jen Freitag of Chicago, Illinois. All right. All right. Hey, Jen.
1: Here is your first question. The first person to reach the South Pole was the Norwegian explorer Roald Amundsen in 1911. And the tent he set up when he got there has been designated as an official world historic site, even though what? A, nobody has any idea where it is. B, it melted and dissolved into the ocean seven years ago. Mm. Or C, it is the place where Amundsen's group ate their weakest member. (laughs)
5: Um, do you think he ate somebody? I think it's A. I'm going to um, support you and we're going to vote for. Aww, support. A, do we get to, like, do I get to pick three smart looking people and ask them? <laughs> <laughs> Can we phone a friend? We can't do that. At this point, you
1: just have to ask three smart looking pairs of eyes, but. All
5: right. All right these guys, these guys. Uh, right. uh, you're going to go with uh, We're going to go with A.
1: <laughs> you're right, that's what it was. Nobody has any idea where it is. Just so you they, know, I read about this before we came. They yeah. th- oh, you did your research. <laughs> <laughs> they think yep. it's like 50 feet beneath the current surface of the ice, maybe over there that way. They don't really know. All right. There it is. Next question. By the time Richard Byrd led his 1928 expedition mm-hmm. to the South Pole, and our... famous 28th expedition. That one. You know that,
0: right? Yep. Who doesn't? I'm aware of that? <laughs> I got well, a Richard Byrd shirt at home.
1: Yeah. <laughs> When he led his expedition there in 1928, Antarctica had developed such a reputation for driving men insane in the wild, cold wastes mm-hmm. that he brought along what on the trip? A, 12 straitjackets, B, a couch so he could give his men therapy if needed, mm-hmm. or C, three seasonal affective
5: disorder lamps. Um, what do you think? You so say, you're going to go, should we go I, A? I got to go with straitjackets, A. I'll support you. Let's go You're ahead. right. It was straitjackets. Yeah.
1: I don't know. My mom's going to be so proud. We'll see if we can make her proud. Yeah. La- last question. <laughs> Trying. So, the, curr- there are, of course, lots of current expeditions to the South Pole. Yes. But if you <laughs> wanted to go <laughs> to <laughs> the South Pole now on an expedition and you are a doctor, yes. you have to make some preparations before you go, mm-hmm. in- including what? A, you have to bring along a lot of sugar pills because people get bored and make up reasons to see the doctor just to have something to do. Mm. B, have your own appendix removed. Or C, stock up on wooden medical instruments because your hand sticks
5: to scalpels in that cold. I know the audience is like, that's actually hard, (laughs) y'all. Gosh, what's your gut telling you? I'll tell you what, what's your appendix telling you? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, doctors are like wrong side man. like <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even go to medical school. It's gay. Um, gay I, 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 my, I think it's the uh, I think it's Bravo. I think it's the appendix thing. They're like that. So what's it going to be, Tom? I, I, I support. you, am going. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going with the wood, bro. Oh, All right. Man. All right. <laughs> All right. Fine. that's fine. It's fine. We've already won. Right. So anyway. Wood so Bashir. I'm Bashir's go going first appendix. Sultan
1: is going with the wooden instruments and, and the winner around, is he's... Bashir. It was in fact. All right. Oh, wait <laughs> oh, <appendix>. In, <laughs> in 1961 A Russian doctor was at the South Pole his own appendix burst and he had um, to remove it himself. Yeah With the reasons that you speculate. no yeah. one else to do it. So ever I since then in
5: the scene Get the it taken care of in before it. you go. I'm, I'm yeah. sure he used wooden instruments. I'm
0: just saying
4: yeah.
0: <laughs> Bill, how did they do in our quiz? They've gone where few have gone before and got them all right. What? You did. All right. Collectively, together. Oh, man. And guys, I've got to tell you,
1: if you think these guys are funny here, you should see their TV show, Bashir and Sultan, Solhadeen star in Southside. It's on HBO Max, seasons one and season two is out now. Watch it, Bashir and Sultan. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. It's a pleasure.
5: Bravo.
0: Really good.
1: In just a minute, if you want to play the Listener Limerick Challenge game, raise all three of your hands, or just call 1-888-WAIT-WAIT to join us on the air. We'll be back in a minute with more Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Indeed, a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible, because you can do it all, attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed is the number one source of hires in the U.S. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com wait. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. This message comes from NPR sponsor Capital One. Ready for a new ride, but not sure where to start? Try the tool designed to make car shopping and financing easier. With Capital One Auto Navigator, you can find a car and get pre-qualified instantly. Then, see your real rate and monthly payment without impacting your credit score. It's so simple, you might feel like you're taking the easy way out. That's because you are. Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms and condition apply. Find out more at CapitalOne.com slash Auto Navigator.
0: From NPR and WBEZ Chicago, this is Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me—the NPR News Quiz. I'm Bill Curtis. We're playing this week with Cristela Alonzo, Maeve Higgins, and Luke Burbank. And here again is your host, who burst into tears when he was reunited with his podium. (laughs) It's Peter Sagal. Thank you, Bill.
1: And it's called a lectern.
0: <laughs> in just a
1: minute, Bill gets deep vein Hey! in our listener Limerick challenge game. If you'd like to play, give us a call. one tripleA8, wait wait That's one 888-924-8924. Right now, panel, some more questions for you from the week's news. Christella, oh. Jenna Ryan is the Texas real estate agent who flew in a private jet to attack the Capitol on January 6th and then bragged after she was caught that she would never go to jail. Well, she is about to go to jail. And in a last message to her fans on TikTok, she says that in jail, she hopes to do what?
3: She's going to lose 30 pounds and do yoga. That is correct.
4: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
3: You even,
1: even got the number, her goal, her target weight correct, so I can tell you're Team Jenna, am I right? You're...
3: No, but January 6th is my birthday.
1: Oh, oh great. Geez. Wait, that was your party? <laughs> so, <laughs> Ms. Ryan became famous when she actually live-streamed herself breaking into the Capitol, and she has managed to keep up that brash, can-do attitude as she prepares to do her 90-day stint in jail, or as she calls it, a freedom cleanse. So, like I said, uh, Ryan did a TikTok in a sports bra and yoga pants, and she said she hopes Prism will be a kind of spa with armed attendants and a really, really strict curfew. She said, and this is all real, I'm going to be able to work out a lot and do a lot of yoga and detox. Hopefully, they'll have some protein shakes and some protein bars, <laughs> unquote. She is going to be so disappointed when she finds out the only group fitness class they have is knife fights.
2: (laughs) Well, I can tell you from experience, honey, dieting is another form of prison. (laughs) And you've got to break out.
4: That's definitely the kind of weight loss system you get a free one if you buy a MyPillow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Luke, on Tuesday, the Amazon Cloud
1: web servers crashed. And in addition to the many businesses and services that were affected by the outage all over the country, what stopped working? Uh, Amazon? Well, Amazon had its own problems, yes, but we're talking about some other very specific thing
4: or things that stopped working for people. Oh, Roombas? Yes, the Roombas stopped communicating. This explains so much about Randy, my Roomba, (laughs) who has been acting weird. And I thought it was because I moved apartments and it's hard for kids to adjust to new environments. But it was AWS being down. It was. Now, this is what happened. It turns out that just about
1: everything uses Amazon cloud services to access the internet, including your little robot vacuum. So people all over the country pulled out their apps, right? And they summoned their robot vacuum uh, and nothing happened. It's like, Roomba, come here and clean up the granola I spilled. I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) You know what else went down? Smart kitty litter boxes. And the cats What is that? The cats will the smart kitty litter box. A friend of mine has one. What? And a smart kitty litter box will tell you through the internet, to your phone, wherever you are, if your cat just pooped. That's because that's we live in the future, literally. But there's
2: another way of finding out, and that is breathing the air in your home.
1: Yeah. Coming up, it's lightning fill-in-the-blank, but first it's the game where you have to listen for the rhyme. If you'd like to play on air, call or leave a message at 1-888-WAIT-WAIT. That's one 888 Or click the Contact Us link on our website, waitwait.npr.org. There you can also find tickets for our upcoming shows on January 6th and February 3rd. Of course, if you can't get tickets for January 6th, just storm the doors, break in. <laughs> Hi, you're on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Hi, this is
3: Kathleen Clary-Cook
1: calling from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hello, Kathleen Clary-Cook. I do like an alliterative person. What do you do there in state. Cheyenne?
2: Well, we recently moved here, so I'm not currently working. I recently left a
1: local public health agency in my former state. Right. And have you, have you, learned, have you picked up any Wyoming habits, like, you know, hunting, shooting, wrestling, wrestling, rodeoing, whatever they do there? <laughs> Mostly we're trying to cope with the wind, which, by the way, is in Chicago. Wow, yeah. That's why it's so flat. All the hills got blown down. Up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, welcome to the show, Kathleen. Bill Curtis is going to read you three news-related limericks with a last word or phrase missing from each. If you can fill in that last word or phrase correctly, and two of the limericks will be a winner. You ready to play?
4: Absolutely. All
0: right. Here is your first limerick. West Point's heist is a sad anecdote. With one horn and an old mangy coat, this sad mascot won't do. Go back and steal two, because it turns out we stole the wrong goat. Goat, yes, yes, very good. Before the Army-Navy game a week
1: or so ago, Army cadets at West Point tried to continue the ancient tradition of stealing the Navy's goat mascot, but they swiped the wrong goat. They took a retired goat mascot who has arthritis and only one horn and is frankly getting too old for this crap. So (laughs) they went back... (laughs) And they took the two goats currently serving as the Navy mascot, which shouldn't be surprising. If there's one thing the military knows how to do, if it doesn't work the first time, do it again and
4: harder. (laughs) What is with the goat mascots? Isn't that the whole story with the cubs? Yeah.
2: It means greatest of all time. Oh,
4: that's why. I think so. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But I just feel like maybe we shouldn't have goat, like actual goats as mascots. Or or
2: even if you want to take it this
4: way, why does the Navy have a Mm. goat
2: They're kind of shaped like boats, (laughs) Goat. A goat boat? (laughs) Yeah. They have the same body.
4: Have you ever seen a a goat goat? (laughs) (laughs) made?
0: Here is your next limerick. To prove we're not running an Insta-scam, we'll show that we're giving an Insta-dam. When you seem addicted, your time gets restricted. We warn you to stay off of...
1: Instagram. Instagram, yes. Instagram is finally adding a function we really need, a timer that kicks you off Instagram. The new take-a-break tool alerts users when they've been on the app too long and urges them to get off the app. It's great. It's supposed to make you feel better. Right? And nothing makes you feel fantastic like being told you have been scrolling through
4: a Mormon mommy blogger's reels for six hours. (laughs) I gotta know how Caden is doing. Exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The feature activates, actually, after you've been on Instagram for 30 minutes, and will be just as effective as that thing that doesn't let you use your phone when you're driving.
2: <laughs> they should maybe be a bit more graphic about it. You know how, like, cigarette boxes show, yeah, like, <laughs> oh, right. No, then, this <laughs> is what you look <laughs> like when you watch <laughs> it? Actually, and no. You know,
4: and it should just be a picture of you from below. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Like when you're not, you don't realize like that you're slumped being, there Like when, when you accidentally hanging turn open. the camera on on your phone and then you just look down and like, go, <laughs> that picture. Exactly. <laughs> Here is your last limerick, Kathleen.
0: A vax card works just like a charm. I'll get one today. What's the harm? Well, first there's a shot. Well, I'd rather not. I think I'll strap on a fake...
4: Arm.
1: Yes, a fake arm. A man in Italy (laughs) trying to get his vaccine card without having to suffer by actually getting a life-saving free vaccine, which will keep him from dying. And he showed up, this is so clever, he showed up at the clinic with a fake arm in the sleeve of his shirt.
2: <laughs> oh my a
1: fake arm, which the nurse described as, quote, cold and gummy, <laughs> <laughs> and also the skin color of the arm did not match the rest of the person. What? The nurse immediately realized what was going on, accused him of this uh, fake. The man swore, no, it's my real arm, and he swore it by detaching it and putting it on a Bible.
0: Bill, how did Kathleen do in our quiz? She's the queen of Cheyenne right now. All right. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you so much, Kathleen. Good luck there in your new home. Thank you so much. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Airbnb. If you've ever thought about hosting, you might have a few questions. What's it like? Where do I store my stuff? Is hosting worth it? Now with Ask a Superhost, you can get free one-on-one help from Airbnb's most experienced hosts. Whether you're curious how to get started or just wondering if it's right for you, you can now ask someone who's already hosting. Learn more at Airbnb.com slash Ask a Superhost. Now onto our final game, Lightning Fill in the Blank. Each of our players will have 60 seconds in which to answer as many fill in the blank questions as they can, each correct answer now worth two points. Bill, can you give us the score?
0: I can, Maeve has two, Christella has two,
4: Luke has four. Wow, wow, yeah. Basically, I'm three ninths of the way to win this game. All right. (laughs) Christella and Maeve, you are in
1: second place together, and I will arbitrarily choose Christella to go first. So, the clock will start when I begin your first question. Fill in the blank. On Wednesday, the White House announced that 200 million Americans had been
3: blanked. Vaccinated. Yes,
1: vaccinated. On Tuesday, the House passed a bill aimed at preventing a government blank. Oh, uh, shut down. Right. After he was fired from CNN, Collins announced they would no longer publish blank's book. Chris Cuomo. Right. According to a report from Us Weekly, Queen Elizabeth has a large and ever-expanding blank.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brooch collection No, a large and ever-expanding ball of old rubber bands On Monday, Devin Nunes announced plans to leave Congress to run blanks, social media startup Trump Right On Thursday, the FDA approved Pfizer blank shots for 16 and 17-year-olds
3: What do you mean? Oh, I don't know what
1: Blank the... shots Oh, uh, specifically booster Booster shots, yes <laughs> This week, passengers on a flight in Nepal were surprised after their plane landed And they were all asked to blank bow down? No, as to get out and push the
4: plane to the oh. gate. <laughs>
3: oh,
4: it was a southwest flight? Apparently. <laughs> oh no, please.
2: <laughs>
0: spirit
1: air come on, yeah, right
0: <laughs>
1: no after the plane got a uh, flat apparently passengers were asked to deplane and then help get it to the gate by pushing on its giant tires oh my god everyone knew something had gone terribly wrong when the pilot got in the intercom and said uh hello uh, are there any crossfit instructors on this plane <laughs> <laughs> Bill, how did Christella do in our quiz?
0: She got five right for 10 more points. She has 12 and has slipped into the lead. All right.
4: <laughs> slipped into the lead. Slipped
1: into the lead. All right, Maeve, you're up next. Fill in the blank. On Tuesday, Olaf Scholz officially replaced blank as Germany's chancellor.
2: Oh, Angela Merkel. Yes,
1: very good. To combat the effects of climate change, President Biden signed an executive order calling for the government to be blank by 2050.
2: Very different. (laughs) (laughs) Carbon neutral.
1: Following several delays, the House passed a $768 billion blank bill on Tuesday. Dollar? No, defense bill. This week, an anti-cancel cultural conference in the UK was blanked. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Was cancelled Yes, on Monday,
1: Medina Spirit, the horse that won this year's blank, died during a routine workout
2: Wait, you're just telling me that? (laughs) (laughs) No, um, like, election? No (laughs) (laughs) What?
1: No, it won this year's Kentucky Derby Oh This week, the CEO of a mortgage company is apologizing after he ended a Zoom call with 900 employees by blanking
2: Blanking on their names.
1: No, he ended the call by firing everyone on the call. Oh. The CEO ended the Zoom meeting by saying, quote, if you're on this call, your employment here is terminated effective (gasps) immediately. He fired over 10% of his workforce that way. And if you you think that's bad, just wait to hear how he plans to break up with his girlfriend. (laughs) Bill, how did Maeve do on our quiz? Well, she had two right.
2: Yes. (laughs) Are you serious? Because... Angela Merkel, remember? Yep. Yes. Oh, that's
0: right. Four more points. She now has six, but Christella still has the lead with All right. 12. Oh, All Jesus. right. How many, then, does Luke need to win? Four to tie,
1: five to win. All right. Impossible. Luke, Luke this is for the game. <laughs> Fill in the blank. On Tuesday, President Biden met with Vladimir Putin to discuss Russia's military buildup on the border of blank. Ukraine. Right. On Monday, the Department of Justice sued the state of blank over their redistricting maps. Ah, uh, Texas. Right. This week, the Senate approved a resolution against President Biden's blank mandate for large businesses. Vaccine. Right. On Thursday, workers in Buffalo, New York celebrated becoming the first unionized blank employees. Starbucks. Right. This week, a man in Oregon was arrested on an outstanding warrant after he blanked.
4: Uh, After he uh, tried to illegally redistrict parts of Oregon. After he went into the police station to see if he had any outstanding (laughs) warrants.
1: On Thursday, NASA announced the discovery of a new blank ten times larger than Jupiter. Planet. Right. On Sunday, former Senate Majority Leader and Presidential Candidate blank passed away at the age of 98. Bob Dole. Right. A man in Germany was awarded workers' compensation for an injury suffered while he was blanking
4: checking at the office to see if he had any workers' compensation claims. No, he was awarded workers' compensation for an injury he suffered while he was walking from his
1: bedroom to his desk. The court (laughs) determined that since he was working from home, that qualifies as his commute, and he was covered. That is
4: fantastic.
1: Even better, this means your children now count as traffic.
0: (laughs) Bill, did Luke do well enough to win? Well, let's put it this way. He had six right for 12 more points, which means with 16, he's the week's winner. Luke, Luke, Luke.
1: <laughs> In just a minute, we're going to ask our panelists to predict after the cream cheese crisis in New York, what will be the next serious shortage to hit a major U.S. city. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a production of NPR and WBEZ Chicago in association with Urgent Haircut Productions. Doug Berman, Benevolent Overlord. Philip Godeker writes our limericks. Our public address announcer is Paul Friedman. Our house manager is Gianna Cappadona. Our social media superstar is Emma Choi. BJ Liederman composed our theme. Our program is produced by Jennifer Mills, Miles Dornbos, Lillian King, and Nancy Seichow. Special thanks, as always, to Vinnie Thomas. The role of the live audience was played by Peter Gwynn today. Technical direction <laughs> is from Lorna White. Our CFO is Colin Miller. Our production manager is Robert Newhouse. Our senior producer is Ian Chillock. And the executive producer of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is Mike Danforth. Now panel, what shortage will hit an American city next? Cristela Alonso.
3: Los Angeles will have a shortage of Botox.
4: Ah, Luke Burbank. Seattle will run out of salmon and have to start tossing tech billionaires down a Pike Place market.
2: and Maeve Higgins Idaho is going to run out of COVID vaccines just kidding, they're not taking them
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well if that happens we'll ask you about it on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me (laughs) thank you Bill Curtis, thanks also to Cristela
1: Alonzo, Luke Burbank, Maeve Higgins thanks to the staff and crew here at the Harrison Theatre in Chicago, Illinois thanks to everybody at WBEG Chicago thanks to everybody here, thanks to our audience it's so great to see you we miss you so much Thanks to all of you at home for listening. We miss you too. I'm Peter Sagel. We'll see you next week. <laughs> this is NPR.